We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome to BuzzBeat. Thanks for joining us again for another episode. This is Richie, and I'll be joined by Lee today. We are going to do another film rewind episode where we take a look at one Hornets player and look at one of his better performances of the season. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking into LaMelo's game in Minnesota on February 24th, a very well-rounded game for him. Lee, before we get into this one, uh, how's everything on your end? I haven't seen or talked to you in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. I guess uh, summer and wedding planning have uh, have gotten the best of me, but um, definitely excited to kind of you know the, the the whole like you know FIBA World Cup thing. I feel like is is re-energizing some basketball content. I feel like everybody was kind of you know at least in like the NBA media world, it was kind of a lull there for about a month. Everybody's doing their squeezing in their vacations. And now, uh, now the world cup's back going and, and you start to, uh, you start, you start thinking about the next season. So I, I'm excited to do this. I, I've really been enjoying from afar y'all's film session so far. So yeah, man, we're ready to rock. And I mean, everybody loves talking about LaMelo. So let's do it. Yeah. Hopefully this one, uh, draws in some viewers here. Now, when, when is your wedding? September 16th. So we're bearing down. Very good. Have you done any of like the like the food tasting yet? We've done the food tasting. Both bachelor and bachelorette parties are out of the way. I mean, we're pretty much in the home stretch, man. It's like it's coming. It's coming high. It'll be here in Raleigh, which will be great. So what about, what about the cake testing? Yes, that okay. was fantastic. <laughs> I got to tell you a story about that. So we were um we we're doing our cake testing uh, way back when and Forgot there was this one flavor that I just really really loved, and it contained nuts in it, and um, we wanted that like as one of the layers, and we could have done another layer with a different flavor. Anyway, the wedding planner was like, or I don't know if it was the wedding planner or somebody involved with the cakes. Do you have any nut nut allergies in your family? And I'm like, no, not not that I'm aware of. And then like it hit me like ten minutes later that my brother is allergic to tree nuts. I was like, how did I forget about him of all people? And, and didn't he just get married? Was it your brother? He did just get married. Yeah, yep. there you go. Hey, love is in the air, man. It is. It is. All right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get on with the clips here. And as I mentioned, we're going to look at one of the performances from LaMelo Ball against the Timberwolves on the road. And unlike the one we did with Rozier, we're actually going to have some defensive clips in this one, too, which I think is pretty cool. 
And we're going to do our best, as always, to illustrate the plays because there is a video component, but some of you guys also just listen to the audio component. For our BuzzBeat Plus subscribers, that video was already delivered to your inbox. That YouTube version will be out on Wednesday, August 30th. So let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, LaMelo finished with 32 points on 11 of 21 shooting, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, and 2 steals. Classic LaMelo box. Yeah, Yeah, just filling it up in every single aspect. We are going to play the clip one time through, and then we'll go ahead and talk about it after the clip is uh, done. All right, so we've got the Hornets in the first quarter down nine to five at this point very early, and we do these clips in sequential order. And if you're looking on the top of your screen or the right-hand side of the court, they're trying to set up a stagger screen for Rozier in the corner. This is called motion strong. Uh, LaMelo is handling the ball kind of like on the left-hand side of the court, and Conley is 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 guarding Rozier at this point and, and top locking him. So we really can't use those screens that PJ and Mark Williams are doing. And the thing that I love about this play is just all the off ball action yep. that takes place. And so because Rozier isn't used on, on the screen, he goes underneath the basket. And then actually PJ just kind of comes off this screen from Mark Williams. Now, LaMelo passes uh, PJ the ball and he just follows him and gets that pitch right back and is able to turn the corner. And here he is turning the corner. He has Gobert right there and he hits that floating, running floater, kind of like on a weird angle. Like he's so used to this type of shot that this just comes second nature to him. He can be fading or falling towards the baseline and still makes it. So I think to a normal player, like hitting this shot is. Probably not one you want to see a lot, but I love his ability, Lee, to kind of use the glass here. And to be honest, when he leaves his feet this far from the basket, sometimes you kind of hold your breath, but also we know LaMelo loves these kind of weird angles and weird shots that he likes to take sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he gets downhill here after the pitch from PJ um, and the kind of like rub ball screen from Mark Williams. I mean, like you said, there's a ton of like really nice off-ball action in this set. But, I mean, Minnesota actually covers it all pretty well for the most part. I mean, Rozier's trying to get that back screen and then pop like he likes to do, and, and they just switch it. So, like, LaMelo makes the right call here. I mean, he he, call, he calls his own number. You know, is is that McDaniels guarding him up on top? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I think who's a great on-ball defender, he gets kind of blasted by, by PJ. He gets nicked by PJ, and then he gets nicked again by Mark Williams which gives LaMelo just enough room to attack Gobert, who obviously is, you know, a premier rim protector in in the world, really. And yeah, like you said, it's just LaMelo doing his funky kind of off one leg, float to the side, kiss it off the glass. Uh, Just kind of like, just very like classic LaMelo herky-jerky stuff right here, uh, getting downhill. But yeah, I mean, really nice, just kind of fluid, a lot of stuff going on Hayward's keeping things spaced here in the corner and uh I it's it's a it's a fun set and it's just LaMelo creating which is which is what he's best at yeah it's one of those one of those plays that like it almost seems like the first initial read is try to get Rosier to come off those staggers but the Hornets do a good job of like just flowing in to the next action and getting things moving towards the rim it's not Spain action but it almost looks like Spain action with the Rosier sets that back screen right there. And as you mentioned, 
Uh, they, there are there's a lot of switching that is taking place, and then eventually it just ends up with a kind of a one on one matchup here with Gobert kind of dropping a little bit, and then you've got uh, Yelamelo hitting off this uh, bank shot here. So this is out of all the eight clips, this is probably the one that has the most action. Mm-hmm. Some of the clips that we're going to show are are not as intricate as, as this, but I like it. It's a it's a good one. That's to a great with. clip. That's a great clip. All right, we're going to go ahead and get to clip number two here. Again, we'll play it one time through. This one, still early on, uh, it's 10-11 at this point after a miss. We've got LaMelo getting the board, uh, and he's kind of met with some pressure here from Anthony Edwards. And I think Anthony Edwards applies this like token pressure in the backcourt, and he doesn't fully get down in his stance. He's kind of upright here. And to be honest, like if you're going to guard this far from the basket, you better be doing a good job of at least turning LaMelo at least once or twice. But that doesn't happen. It just takes a quick little between-the-legs crossover to get by. And at this point, you're putting your team at a disadvantage, and he's able to get past him near midcourt. And everything at this point, all the pressure uh, is on the other four defenders. And another one, Lee, where he leaves his feet far from the hoop. I have it paused here, kind of around the elbow, free throw line. And Gobert is about to kind of contest and block this shot or at least try to and to be honest like Lamelo might take this there's a chance that he goes up because like we saw in the previous clip where he can leave his feet wherever on the court and he's able to get Gobert to leave his uh, and then just kind of dish it to Mark Williams for the assist so I, I do really love the way that Lamelo can not only show uh, his ability to pass in the air he gets a lot of hang time here and really just waits to the last possible second, and he switches hands. I don't, I don't know if you caught that. I mean, you probably caught that, but the way that he switches hands right before he dishes it to Mark Williams to get the better pass with his left hand. I mean, you're right. Anthony Edwards, you know, matador defense, uh, <laughs> as, as one of my youth coaches would say. And and basically, once he's passed Anthony Edwards here, for those who are watching the clip, he blows by him here right around half court. It's a, it's a, it's a four-on-three for the Hornets. So Kyle Anderson is kind of hanging back with Hayward, who's floating on the right wing, you know, out of the play. Gobert's trying to protect the basket. Edwards is now behind ball. So you've got Mark Williams rim running. You've got Rozier in one corner. And we've got somebody, another Hornet here in the left-hand corner that we can't see right now. But that's a downhill four-on-three. So like you said, Richie, like, Lamelo could shoot this. I think... He is reacting in real time. Like, I don't think as LaMelo is gathering that, I don't think he knows what he's going to do yet. I think he's reacting to Gobert, who, like you said, jumps, you know, contest right there. And then you get the switch hand. He could have either pitched this out to PJ, but I think he made the right play. Like Mark Williams just sitting there right under the basket. I think the LaMelo to Mark Williams dump off is a play that Hornets fans uh, should joyfully get very used to um, because Mark Williams is, Leaps and bounds is the best, you know, rim finisher uh, around the basket that Lomelo's played with so far in his early, in his young career. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's funny, we did a, I can't remember which one it was. It might have been the Nick Smith Jr. one where Spencer was talking about how he hates guards leaving their feet and without without a plan. And I, I think LaMelo doesn't necessarily have a plan, like you're saying, but his plan is, let me see if I can you know, stay in the air as long as possible to make the best play. So do you have any thoughts on that, on like his creativity and, and just doing things that are kind of um, out of the ordinary and, and leaving his feet like this? Yeah, no, I think I think on net Spencer's correct. I just think because of his length, his ability to like do these kind of elongated gather steps, and of course like his you know pretty much otherworldly vision, it's actually a uh, advantage for Lamelo in some situations to force the defense to make a decision, and he can in his processing speed, like he can react in real time. I think if Gobert stays on his feet and stunts, I think he goes back to that floater in this same exact situation. So a Lamelo is gathering, going up for a right-handed layup, sees Gobert actually leave his feet, and in real time reacts to the left-hand dump-off. So, like, yeah, I mean, Lamelo does a few things that you wouldn't necessarily teach other guards to do, but because of his size, his vision, and his processing speed, he not only gets away with them, but it's actually better that he does them. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a special player. Like, not everyone can do what he does. And, uh, yeah, I would agree mostly with what Spencer is saying. Leaving your feet right. without a plan is, is, not a, is not a good thing. But with LaMelo... Yeah, like Terry Rozier shouldn't be leaving his feet without a plan. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Clip number three is actually our first defensive clip of them all. We'll go ahead and get this played one time through. Looks like it's towards the end of the first quarter. And there it is. So uh, let's go ahead and, and talk about this one as we are watching it. This one is interesting because he actually starts off on Nas Reed. Like he's somehow matched up against Nas Reed. And Nas Reed uh, is going to set a stagger screen. I can't see. I think maybe uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker I think is coming out of the corner. Anyway, it's funny because Lamelo right here, Lee, he just has his back t- turned towards the ball. It's almost like, okay, I know what's coming, and I am willing to switch this because I want to make the matchups more even. Um, I, right. I, whoever's coming out of this corner here, I'm going to uh, defend him. So I, I'm not really worried about Nas Reed. Now, Nas Reed could obviously go towards the basket, but they've got that covered, it looks like. So he just waits for uh, NAW to come off that screen, and he goes ahead and, and switches it. Um, he jumps to the ball here, plays some defense, probably could have kept him sideline a little bit more. Not sure if they're trying to keep that that sideline screen to keep him not away from the middle. But they do set up a ball screen here with Nas Reed. And one thing I do like, and I've actually seen this multiple times with LaMelo, it's something subtle, is the way that he places his hands to take away this pocket pass. Uh <laughs> It looks it looks silly the way that he holds his hand down there as uh, NAW is coming off that screen from Nas Reed, but it's almost like okay if you're going to try to make this pocket pass I'm going to deflect it 
And then it ends up obviously in a miss there with Nick Richards making that that rebound. So yeah, that's just something I've noticed. I don't know if it necessarily has ever led to a steal, but I like how he keeps his hands there just in case they do make that pass. Yeah, you know, there. I agree. That's a really it's a really good observation. Honestly, I, I don't think I don't think many people would pick up on the fact that you know the most common kind of like pick and roll play here, right? Is just this little kind of push bounce pass to to Nas Reed as he rolls to the basket, and Lamelo is doing his best to take that away. Um, I I wouldn't say that Nas Reed exactly um, sets the most solid screen here. I mean, he barely makes contact with Lamelo as he's kind of trying to screen navigate. So you would. You know, you would want to see LaMelo kind of burst through that a little bit more and cut off some of that downhill. Or, I mean, the other option here, and and granted, this may be more of kind of uh, of a structural defensive thing, uh, but from a personnel standpoint, you would almost tell LaMelo to go under that. I mean, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I mean, he shoots an okay percentage from three, but it, like super, super low volume. I mean, he's, I think for his career, he's shooting like one or two threes a game max. So... You you could go under this, um, but as Lamelo is trying to fight through it over top here, you know he does a decent job. But I think if you're going to nitpick here, it's like, hey, bend your knees, be an athlete, use your size, and like burst through this top of this screen, cut him off right there, so that Nick doesn't even have to come over. Like it's the old like, it's the old like, don't be a defender that needs help kind of thing. Um, but uh. But, you know, I mean, look, the, the the high pick and roll ball screen is one of the most common plays in basketball for a reason. It's very hard to stop in today's NBA. So the fact that LaMelo at least trails, gets his hand in there, feeds the ball handler to Nick Richards at the basket, certainly not the worst outcome. And obviously, obviously it's a miss, you know, it's a contested miss layup. So it's certainly not a um, a terrible defensive possession. I think if I was if I was to nitpick, I would say, a little bit more urgency in getting through that screen because it's not like he got smashed on the screen. No, you're right. I, I didn't pick up on that the first time through where Nas Reed didn't set the best of screens and Lamelo found the space and he and he had to see the the screen coming. So it's not like it was a surprise by any means, and uh, he could have gotten over the top of it a little bit quicker. But ultimately, it does end in a missed layup, and I guess when you chalk it up to a positive defensive play. Um, yeah, I mean a back a backup guard having to shoot a offhand contested layup against Nick Richards at the rim yeah. is, is certainly not the worst result in against an NBA offense. <laughs> All right, we've got the fourth clip coming up uh, for you guys here. And we are now in the second quarter with the Hornets up 67-59. And it's a very similar-looking play that we've seen before, uh, just with a different outcome. Uh, what I like about this play... Again, it may not have made a difference, but first off, there's a, a loose ball scramble here for those yep. of you guys that are just watching the audio version, and Rozier picks it up in the backcourt, and LaMelo just kind of hangs back. He lets the Timberwolves get down court, and people are picking up players. Looks like Nas Reed is, is picking up DSJ, who's cutting towards the basket, and so there's like five defenders you know, in the front court, and LaMelo's still around midcourt, and I, I feel like he's doing this to kind of create some confusion and drop back a little bit pretend like he is, you know, kind of out of the picture here. And you got two players on the ball right here. I think that's Rozier. It looks it looks like Lamelo was almost pointing to DSJ being like he's open throwing the ball. <laughs> Notice that. So he does get the pass here and as Anthony Edwards turns around, he realizes that 
Lamella's got range on him, and he's not afraid yeah. to take these type of shots. There's been plenty of stats that have been floating out there that he's more than happy to take a 30-footer. He catches it, he pumps, and then at this point, Anthony Edwards again. And Anthony Edwards is, to me, a solid defender, but this is the second play where Lamella is able to get around him, able to lunge there, and he gets by. Now, this is a tough situation for Minnesota. You've got LaMelo leaving his feet early, and the same hang time that he had with the Mark Williams dump off, he shows here to the kickout corner three. Now, of all people, DSJ makes this. Like, this is not the player that you necessarily want to be uh, in this position, but he's he's open, and the ability for LaMelo to kind of draw in players off these fake floaters, fake runners, and then just to dish it out at the last second is something that we saw in the earlier clip and something that we've seen from him, Lee, his whole career, just like leaving his feet and just kind of making that last second decision to help better the offensive situation here. Yeah, it's again, it's that like, it's that elongated gather with the right hand kind of like slowly recoiling towards the basket that like freaks out the defenders. Interestingly enough, this is like a... Uh, ultra small lineup here for the Hornets, right? I mean, it's it's Hayward, Oubre, DSJ, LaMelo, and Rozier on the floor right now for those who are listening on the audio version. So there really is no... I mean, DSJ's running in transition trying to get an open layup or dunk. Is that... Did you say Svi? Oh, that that's Svi? I thought that... Oh, you're right. That is Svi. You're right. That's not <laughs> Hayward. Huh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> My boy, Makai Luke. One yep. lost brother. Yeah, you're right. It's Svi. So Svi and Ubre are, are, well, I guess Lamel and, and Lamelo are the three biggest players on the floor um, for the Hornets. So there's no like traditional rim runner here, right? So it's almost like Lamelo's kind of diagnosing that too as he goes. And I mean, and DSJ again, like not the guy you would necessarily want shooting the open three, but he does kind of correctly float to the corner here. As 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 he realizes, like, oh, like Nas Reed's not paying attention to right. me at all. Um, and again, it's like it's that again. You mentioned the kind of the threat of Lamelo's jump shot that's become so important for him. Which that like just that small thought in Anthony Edwards' head, just just that little lunge he gets is enough for Lamelo just to kind of slither by him. And again, he's like waiting, like, okay, Nas Reed, what are you gonna do here? I'm attacking the basket with my right hand. I've got the advantage on Anthony Edwards. And okay, you step up, boom, throws to the corner. DSJ knocks one in. It's a good play by LaMelo, and we'll let it play one more time through before we get to the fifth clip. And as we progress through this, there's actually no clips from the the third quarter. And it actually, we're going to go straight to the fourth quarter with the fifth clip here. And this game came down to the wire. It came down to the wire. The game that we had with Rozier in Minnesota it was the opposite. It was a blowout. So I'm happy to do one where it's a little bit closer and obviously clutch plays have to be made. And so the Hornets are actually down two points. 102-104 uh -huh. with six minutes left to go in this clip. Five-out situation, and we have a high pick and roll here uh, with Nick Richards and it looks like uh, Nas Reed again defending this. And you've got LaMelo turning the corner. Now, with Nick Richards setting this high ball screen, Lee, the only option for him to do is to dive towards yep. the rim. Like he's not going to be a threat for a pop situation, even though what he is, is he a hundred percent from three? In his, uh, yeah, in I think he's, I think he's still one for one, Richie. So I guess you got to respect that. But so Nas knows that he can stay with LaMelo at this point because there's no real need for him to get back to uh, Nick Richards. He's not a threat here. 
Now, I'm not really sure at this point what options does LaMelo have. Like, I, I guess he can try to find a, a cutting Nick Richards and try to get that ball over Nas Reed. That is a, definitely a possibility at this point. I don't think, like, Washington is running all that hard. He's not exactly in a ready position to catch the ball. Now, he could drive here to his left, but he really hasn't picked up a ton of steam at this point. So what he decides to do is to take a step back, sidestep three, so, and late in the game, well, you know, six minutes left in the game here. This is a is a clutch shot to me, even though my, def- yeah, my definition, NBA definition, it's not, it's not a clutch shot, but uh, this step back three to put the Hornets up 105-104. The biggest thing that I like about this, and, and maybe you were going to mention this, is the amount of space that he creates with this step back. Like right there with that right foot and then just – yeah, there's so much space for uh, the defender to kind of, you know, gain ground here. It's just impossible to contest at that point. Yeah, I mean, for those who who can't see at home, uh, I got I think that is that Jordan McLaw McLaurin trying to defend him up at the top. So for the for those who can't see at home, Lamelo comes off with his left hand ball screen from Nick Richards. Nas Reed kind of you know hedges halfway hedges. And uh, McLaurin is like, what? McLaughlin. McLaughlin, thank you. I knew I was messing that up, was just going to keep rolling with it. Uh, McLaughlin (laughs) is like working really hard to get back into the play. And this is one of those, um, you know, this is one of those Luca-esque, Steph Curry-esque deceleration and like, and space creation is really like a, integral part of functional NBA athleticism and LaMelo has that so it doesn't necessarily have to be the most springy guy or most vertically athletic guy but if you have deceleration like that is a super important part of NBA athleticism uh, which I think goes overlooked and and is underrated by a lot of NBA viewers so (laughs) LaMelo creates like six feet of space with just just a simple deceleration and I mean, you know, these type of shots have kind of become, you know, some of his calling card. The one thing he does really nicely here, which is something for like young basketball players to pay attention to, is Lamelo creates the space with the deceleration, and he is stepping back, but he gathers his weight to be balanced again before he shoots. So even though he's shooting a step back three, he is not fading away from the basket when he releases the basketball. Like, if anything, he's almost leaning forward a little bit. So he's got his momentum going back towards the hoop. He's got his shoulders squared for the hoop. When he lets the ball go, he may backpedal a little bit. But as the ball is released, which what which is what is important, he is super squared up and going straight up and down. Um, so, and like you said, Richie, from like a situational standpoint, it's a pretty massive shot in the game. The Hornets go from being down two to up one with uh, with just over six minutes left in a close fourth quarter. It's funny you mentioned the balance because I, it seems LaMelo doesn't mind taking shots that are off balance. But right. in this particular clip, even after the step back, to your point, like he does gather himself and is more upright more so than fading away. Um, but yeah, this game gets close towards the end, and we've still got three more clips to show here. I'm going to let this one play one time through, uh, Lee, and I'm actually going to let you lead off with your thoughts on sure. this after it plays through. You need to watch it again. You can. At this point, it's under four minutes left to play. Hornets are down two, down 107-109, and get a tying basket here. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much kind of like a looks like a little set action here with Lamelo curling, um, kind of in the mid range of the lane. So, so Hayward has the ball in the right hand corner, kind of isolated. Yep. Mark Williams is setting like a little, uh, cross. Kind of, yeah, cross screen pin down. Lamelo is curling towards the right elbow, catches it with space. And at the same time, PJ, who obviously is a floor spacer and is a threat from three, at the same time, Mark Williams is rolling, diving at the rim. PJ is floating towards the top of the key for, you know, that kind of three-point straightaway shot that PJ can really knock down. LaMelo sees it. like you, But LaMelo catches the ball and is almost passing it already in the air, which is how you know it's kind of a little bit, at least a little bit of a set structure action. He knows what he's looking for here. So there's PJ, Marcus clearing things by diving hard, and Kyle Anderson, who's certainly not the most fleet of foot, is is trying to close out to PJ. PJ takes advantage of that and just gives a quick little, tiny little eye head fake and and gets downhill for a little floater. So, you know, to me, this is this is kind of a set action with the way LaMelo reacts here. But that being said, like, you know, I, I think he's got Mark as well. So he's kind of diagnosing whether he wants to throw a little bounce pass or or lob to Mark. But I think he makes the right decision because PJ's got all kinds of space. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why I included this clip uh, in the eight that we did. I, mean, uh, I think that, it's a good, like, quick decision clip from Lamella. Yeah, I, I think that's really what it comes down to is, is like, we're so used to him making something out of nothing but this looks very simple and to your point he knows exactly where the action is going and he knows that pj is an option here and he's got plenty of room i think this does go down as an assist for Lamelo, even though pj still has work to do here like he doesn't he doesn't take this three he allows anderson to kind of come out to him and and really just drives by him without really like any kind of pump fake there. and uh hits this floater which pj has done so much better at uh, this past season compared to his earlier seasons at hitting that floater. So I think I just like the way that he comes to a jump stop. He kind of weighs his option to maybe pass it to Mark Williams. He has the option to hit a floater, but ultimately he makes the simple play here, kicking it out to PJ, who is the most open player of the five on the court and allows him to kind of go to work. And this gets the Hornets tied at 109 here late in the fourth quarter. And we'll go ahead and get to our second defensive play. And the Hornets at this point are up one with two and a half minutes left in the game. And we've got LaMelo defending kind of in the corner yep. here. He's in help side. And it ends in a missed three. I don't know if his foot was on the line there. But regardless, a missed field goal to keep the Hornets up one so let's look at this real quick. Uh, we've got LaMelo in the corner defending Jaden McDaniels. It's a weak side corner. The ball's on the left side or is coming to the left side. You've got this like DHO action happening with uh, Kyle Anderson and Edwards at the top of the key. There actually seems to be some confusion. Let me play it a little bit longer. I I'm not really sure why both Rozier and PJ are guarding. It's a Ant Edwards. Yeah, they're just they're making a mistake here. Unless they think that they just want to get the ball out of his hands. But I don't, I don't know if this was planned or not. It's, it's always hard to tell, you know, after the fact. And uh, Kyle Anderson just kind of settles in this pocket of space right here, right at the elbow. And so LaMelo, who's guarding McDaniels in the left corner, he sees this happening. And he kind of creeps his way towards slow-mo at the elbow. He kind of gets a hand on him, lets him know, hey, I'm here, I'm here. And he knows that McDaniels is still in that corner. 
and he's still able to, you know, make his way out there and contest. He gets pretty close to, you know, getting his hand on or at least getting a hand in his face. And I think a lot of times we talk about LaMelo or when you see LaMelo highlights, mostly bad. It, it's like the moves on defense where he takes like risky plays, where he tries to jump the passing lane on the weak side. This to me is a very calculated move. Like it's, it's, he creeps a little bit. He doesn't go too hard and he just knows where his man is and he comes back and is still able to contest. It's it's not one of those plays where, you know, Russell Westbrook sometimes just goes all over the place, doesn't really guard anyone and is trying to make a play like too hard, like trying to make a steal, trying to make a, a play where it ends in a result for the Hornets. But to me, this was a very calculated move and he knows that he can kind of recover back there to the corner, Lee. Yeah, no, I mean, this is, this is a great clip to kind of, one thing I've always said about LaMelo is like, Yes, he struggles at times on the ball. Yes, he's still a little, you know, slight of frame. Like, there there are defensive limitations with him still. But one of the things I've always said is like, and this goes to his, um, you know, defensive anticipation and ability to get in passing lanes and steals. Like, his instincts um, are, behoove him on the defensive end just like they do on the offensive end. Obviously, his instincts on the offensive end is what he's known for because of the passing and the vision, which is which is totally understandable. But like, and and so on this clip for for those uh, listening on audio, basically Rozier and PJ Washington both end up on Anthony Edwards in like some sort of strange double team, and Kyle Anderson is completely wide open at the elbow. Now, like you said, Richie. There's a small chance, maybe because it's so late in the game, Clifford said if Edwards catches it, automatic double team. Like, that's not impossible, but I would say more likely here. And it's and it's also similarly impossible to say who messed up here. If I had to guess, I would say PJ, because it looks right. like Rozier's pretty determined to like get through this screen to guard um to guard Edwards. And PJ doesn't switch, and it looks like Rozier is kind of expecting him to get back to to Kyle Anderson, but without hearing what they're saying and without knowing kind of the inner workings of how Clifford might have wanted to guard this set in these type of situations, it's it's kind of technically impossible to know. But like you said, Lamelo just instinctively floats over to Kyle Anderson because he's like, oh, oh, Terry and PJ kind of screwed this up. Kyle Anderson's wide open. I know that my guy's probably a little bit of a bigger threat, so I'm just going to kind of stunt here, make sure Kyle Anderson knows I'm there, and then sprint my tail off to get back to contest the shot, which ends up, I think, being an air ball, it looks like. So this is actually really good stuff from Lomelo right here. Yes, I would I would agree. All right, and yeah, it's a late game too, so the situation, uh, they need to stop at this point. And uh, they got one. And we got one final clip to go here. And the Hornets are up three points with a minute and a half left in the game. We'll go get this queued up for you guys. And the Hornets up 114-111. And then after that make, 117-111. At this point, it was a dagger at that point. Yeah, huge shot. A minute and 30. It's huge shot for him, and especially when he hit that one with six minutes left to play. This one's even bigger. Uh, he has the ball late in the shot clock, so there's eight seconds left. So th there's got to be a play that needs to be made. Uh, there's not many options at this point. Uh, he's trying to take Kyle Anderson off the dribble. You've got Hayward, who originally was like in the middle of the court, and he kind of backpedals and spaces to the wing to give LaMelo more space to work. And once when LaMelo 
beats Anderson off the dribble. And and maybe Ant, uh, Ant doesn't need to help off here as much, but he does help off Hayward, and LaMelo makes a quick pass. He doesn't even gather. He doesn't even gather this ball. He pitches it with one hand um, because that would have slowed him down if he you know came to a jump stop and made the pass to Hayward. And now Hayward at this point, he's at an advantage because Anthony Edwards takes a bad angle, and this just collapses the defense at this point. You see like three or four Timberwolves just kind of converging here, and then obviously LaMelo does a good job of relocating outside the three-point line for an uncontested make. And like I said, this was at this point, it was the dagger 117, 111 with a minute and a half to go, Lee. Yeah. I mean, great, great stuff from Hayward here, too. Like you said, LaMelo kind of instinctively respaces after he makes the initial pass and Hayward's getting downhill. Definitely, probably not that LaMelo wouldn't have eventually scored on Kyle Anderson, but definitely, probably a little bit of an overhelp from Edwards. But that's the type of things you have to take advantage of. And LaMelo sees it right away, right? Like, like you said, he, he doesn't even stop to gather. He just throws that right-handed, one-handed push pass to Hayward, who has an ability to to get into the teeth of the defense. Um, and, you, you know, you love to see LaMelo just, like, instinctively spacing back out, shooting a balanced, you know, beautiful follow-through, straight up and down three-pointer, and just absolutely cans it. So, I mean, some huge plays by LaMelo down the stretch here, which, like, I, and this is this is an unrelated rant, and I'm not going to actually rant, but I, I do think, you know, LaMelo is being very undervalued right now as as one of the best young players in the NBA. I mean, part of it is, you know, part of it is the fact, I think, that Halliburton and Edwards are both on this World Cup team, deservingly so, you know, and they're both contributing. I mean, Edwards has been incredible. Halliburton was amazing off the bench against Germany the other night. It, I think if the Hornets don't have as poor of a season as they had this past season... LaMelo Ball would have been highly considered, you know, for this World Cup team because it's not the A guys, right? This is kind of the young rising star team led by, you know, I mean, Paolo Bencaro's on this team, Walker Kessler's on this team. There are a couple of vets, you know, Josh Hart, Bobby Portis, guys like that. But like, I would have loved to have seen, um, I would have loved to have seen LaMelo on this World Cup team this summer. He's good enough, um, but it's just like the Hornets lack of success, I think probably hurt him. In in that regard, um, so all that to say, Richie, I, I've been critical of the Hornets in many ways. I think one thing that's happening right now is people are just people are just um, somewhat rightfully so because the Hornets are just not in the spotlight. But like Lamelo is one of the he's one of the best young players in the league. He's if he stays healthy, he's going to be dynamite this season. Like you can book that. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why he's not playing in the FIBA. World Cup is, is the health too. Like you yeah, want fair point. I'm sure the Hornets probably had a, had a say, like if he was invited, Hey, we're going to probably rehab him and make sure he's ready to go for the start of the season. But good yeah, point. I, I do think that the combination of him playing for the Hornets and playing for a team like that, where there's not as much notoriety surrounding him, but also the health too. I, I'd rather have him healthy come October than hundred percent. So this was fun, Lee. Um, I, I like look back on those clips and, the clip one was my favorite because of all the movement. I like the step back as well, but I just like all the plays that he made down the stretch in this game. The clutch plays, whether they were passes, easy, simple passes, or making that clutch three late in the game. So hopefully you enjoyed this, Lee. Oh, this is awesome, man. Love these. Let's let's do it again. Yes, and if you guys have any suggestions for future games, future performances, uh, definitely we won't do repeats of like Rozier and, and LaMelo and 
PJ and stuff like that. But give us some other ones that you guys would like to see. But thanks so much for listening to another episode. Be sure to share this with a friend. Support us in any way possible. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating and review. For Lee, I'm Richie. Talk to you guys later. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.